0: back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: Welcome back to Speed and Power. I'm your host, Megan Walker. Joining me is Harrison on the board, as well as our former husker football and nfl esports he's got all sorts of a lifestyle (laughs) i'm wondering (laughs) our little gamer man (laughs) okay so your nickname is batman and you got a batman tat on your leg how does that like how did that happen was it just like i want to get this tattoo on my leg
2: it's well the tattoo came later the love came first obviously Mm -hmm. you know that's going you know with tattoos and like you say giving advice to young people young humans when you do a tattoo just make sure you're all in on it. No regrets. Cause it's, I mean, you could get it taken off. You could get it removed now, but that's more painful than getting it. So make sure when you do a tat. And now the new thing, I guess, is full on sleeves and full on sleeves on your leg now. Cause mm-hmm. Between my two daughters, I have two daughters. I have four total. And two of them, one got like a, a rib sleeve and the other one got a big arm sleeve. I'm like. What happens is just getting your name (laughs) or or animal your your animal your spirit animal or something. Times
1: have changed. You
2: know, Um, oh man, kind of diverse. What's the question again?
1: Why do you have Batman on your leg?
2: Yeah, so Batman the love started when I was when actually it was solidified at twelve, but it started a couple years before that. So like between nine almost ten years old, I started watching the old school Batman. Like so, so for y'all. It was Adam West, and you got to probably go to YouTube now and watch this old, where they do Batman, and it was like the real corny jokes, and bam, plait, and you see the big words on the screen, it would be, say, pow. It would actually spell it <laughs> out and flash it on the screen. And so Adam West, Burt Ward, Burgess Meredith um, was the Joker. Um, Burt Ward was Robin. Adam West was the Batman. And it was, I just got in, I just, it sucked me in. It was like so weird and kind of off-comedy, Ish and so i was like I'm watching it and it's like all right am I'm, I'm I'm sucked in I'm stuck now, but then I'm like noticing little things like Adam like Batman is not in shape like he has no 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 muscle definition or none was just there, mm-hmm. um so I was just that's me being a silly kid, <laughs> but so what so, what solidified my Batman um, obsession was 1989 um, Tim Burton director of the Batman movie with Michael Keaton Kim Basinger Robert Wall. and Prince did the soundtrack for it. Great soundtrack. Won an Academy Award. I saw that movie. I went by myself. I had a friend that stood me up. Little oh. I called him up. I said, bro, we got Batman on Saturday. What's up? And we get the Saturday and I, all week. And we we're talking about it at school, planning it. Boom. I get the Saturday. All right. My mom just needs your address so we can come pick you up. Oh, I can't go, bro. I'm like, oh, I'm going by myself. So I went by my went solo saw my movie after that I was like oh, I am the guy <laughs> I am Batman so the first thing I did before I could get a tattoo I didn't get this tattoo till I was in my twenties in Green Bay as a Packer so I could get something cut into my hair so I was like Dad next time we go to Reggie Reggie was our barber I said can can I have him have uh, cut the Batman symbol into the back of my hair oh my and my dad was like yeah. No problem. He's like, you scared to so ass? I'm like, I, I just didn't know. You know? But, yeah. And as soon as he said yes, I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Batman, yes. So, I get there, um, go to the barber and say, you know, can you cut the Batman symbol? He's like, yeah, he could do it. He's like, the new one that just came in the movie theater? I was like, yeah, that one right there. Because, you know, they had different versions mm-hmm. of the Bat symbols. I was like, no, the Batman, the new one, the new one. At that time, 1989 new one. So, he put it in there, and, yeah, I was so fire. I was so hype. And what was crazy, growing up in California, and I was playing – it was football. It was around football season, too, when I got it. And so going to practice the next day, fresh cut, you know, I'm all – I'm not showing it off, but I'm, like, I'm waiting to I pull my helmet off. And my head coach, he was a, he was a little comedian, a little lawyer. He was a lawyer about this big. <laughs> he would come to he'll come to practice, and he'll obviously take off his jacket, but he'll have his th- the rest of his three-piece suit on, mm-hmm. coaching practice. Crazy. And he was like, oh, What's up, Batman? That's <laughs> how so he says it. What's up, Batman? Because I'm on the knee right in front of him. And I was like, nothing much, Coach. He was like, I like your haircut. Okay. You, you know you Batman now. You know, because of that. I'm like, that's what it, that was the whole game plan, you know. So ever since then, it was funny. I've been back and I visited, you know, California, visited friends and family. And some of the guys on the team never knew my first name. They thought I was Batman. Oh they just knew me as Batman. When so people were talking, Batman, oh, yeah, he went to um, Nebraska. Da, 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 da. Oh, Batman. I'm like, how y'all not know my first name? <laughs> we played on this team, like, two years together. Like, bros, y'all didn't look at the program cheat or something? I'm like, oh, my God. So that's how it started. And then um, it was a 2001 season. Um, going into the Actually, going into training camp, was not the smartest timing, was a week before training camp. And I found out that it was a tattoo artist in Green Bay, that was a Packer fan. He was he would give guys free tattoos cause, okay. for being a Packer, and I was I don't like, know how I'm,
1: trustworthy that is. No, he was good.
2: No, he was like, he was like, uh, like he had trained like some of the artists that then got famous like from in in Las Vegas, okay, uh, like Ed Hardy stuff, and you know the head art the Ed Hardy remember that um, brand, mm-hmm. the jeans and the shirts and all that mostly the jeans. So he that artist was one of his pupils mm-hmm. or apprentices, and so. He came up with the idea of, you know, instead of people getting tattoos, how uh, he put it on clothes? And that was kind of like, man, his thing, he didn't like it, though. <laughs> so, <I think. laughs> but that's where it came from. But it was that, so this guy was legit. Even though he was in Green Bay, Wisconsin, but he had trained a lot of artists, and then they went off into their, into their space around the world and became famous on uh, their technique and stuff. But I got it a week before training camp, and I'm like, this the timing was bad. I'm like, man, I'm gonna be in practice. He said, no, week he said, if you're on it heavy, you know, every day, you know, putting the stuff on there, you know, massaging it, um, getting it and cleaning it up every day, you should be good. And so I was okay. And it was just a little raw when I got to practice. It got one guy, it was one time somebody hand went across of it and it was a little sore. And I was like, oh. I was like, me I was like, man, I didn't look at it right away. I just waited to after practice. I didn't want to see the down da- But I looked. I was like, oh, okay, it's not. It's fine. So obviously, you can see it's still okay. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was my one of my third or fourth tattoos. I still got. I might do a sleeve now, even though I'm talking about. I it. I was just say you just <laughs> <I> talked <laughs> talked about how that's a yeah. New thing. I might. I'll tell you, it's a new thing. So I might do it. I might do something like could. I saw Dak Prescott. I just watched. You know, watching the Dallas Giants game last night, and he got one. His whole one of his whole legs. Mm-hmm. I was like, so it was like you know, tells a story. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got some stuff like that. I could probably put on my body somewhere. Yeah, there's yeah. some good
0: ones. Lonzo Ball has a good sleeve too. Yeah, you know, he's kind of same thing. I like it when you got the story on there. Yep. Megan, uh- you ever been down that road? Have you actually thought about getting a tattoo? Oh,
1: I'm think. Oh, I have a whole bunch of tattoos. Oh, really? Yeah. I was not aware. No, I'm thinking about getting my arm done. I think you should get your arm done.
0: Yeah, I, that would fit your
1: personality.
0: Yeah, I, we'll see, we'll see about that. A good uh, good old, <laughs> we'll see yeah, about that. Midwest Nebraskan tattoos here are, are still a rarity. I feel like, but I, you know, you mentioned the nicknames. Do you have any nicknames growing up that people mm-hmm. always called you by?
1: Okay, I had positive ones. Positive. <laughs> positive ones. Okay, Megster. That was my like high school track. Megster. Megster. That's okay. My grandma okay. always called me, and it caught on. Or like Walker. Oh okay. yeah. one. Yeah, or like Meg. Just Walker, Texas or. Ranger. Maybe. Oh, my yeah. dad used to say that. Oh, Chiquita yeah. Banana. I, I'm having girl.
2: a hard time Unload, unpack that
1: it's, My dad just called me that And it just kind of caught on It means banana girl I just learned that
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm, not, I'm having a hard time Connecting the dots yeah, on yeah, that what one Yeah, what is from
2: Was you wearing like a yellow outfit that day? No, I know? don't
1: wear yellow I'm just like, I don't know My dad just kind of picked it
2: yeah. well, How old were you when he did that?
1: Like from a young age Okay Like I used to be Buddha Buddha baby And then I went to Chiquita banana <laughs> baby. I was a cute baby Oh, is was a that cute what
2: baby. it is? It Buddha baby Okay Gotcha. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out this taquito part. Like, what did dad think? Where did he get it? What what, 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 like, clicked his idea into calling you that?
1: Everything. I know there's a song, and my dad's, like, an avid. Like, he loves music.
2: There's definitely a Chiquita mm-hmm. banana mm-hmm.
1: song. So definitely. I don't know what it is. I know that for sure. Maybe
0: yeah. well, he was just jamming to it that week. And that's apparently, all the correlation
1: there is. Apparently, I'll <laughs> ask my father and get back to you guys. Okay. That's crazy. Did you cry when you got your tattoo? You kind of give me that, like, I'm going to cry, like, when you're getting your tattoo kind yeah. of vibes
2: i went to sleep
1: Mm Mhm. whatever
2: (laughs) (laughs) no ain't no crying my my kids they cry on their stuff on their sleeves and i think my 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 middle daughter Amani, she cried on her i think on the one of the rib ones that makes sense that'd be yeah because i'm like that's bone and that's sensitive skin and then i know the air you know behind your knee or Mm -hmm. under your armpit because I'm like, oh, you hitting all the bad areas? That's like, so no surprise.
1: Yeah, I got yeah. my spine done, and it was like right on my spine bone. It was atrocious. Yeah, What's that-
0: the craziest spot you'd be willing to get a tattoo before You kind of draw the line,
1: like the cri- like, like my- for painful areas. Oh, painful areas? I'd probably do anywhere. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know what Yeah, went. I know
2: foot's pretty bad. Oh yeah, I've heard yeah, that. I heard the foot's bad. Or
1: like neck? I feel like. Would you or do your the tongue? Ear?
2: I know I'd some people. Tongue. I've yeah. seen tongue.
1: I would do like my inner lip.
2: I've seen that. <sighs> I've seen people. I've seen tattoo. Artists that have their inner lips done. And I'm like, yeah, really? I don't see the point of that one, but it's you like self torture right there. I've it's seen people get like g b
1: r Yeah, like at football games. Really? That's 100%. a real Husker. That's a real yeah. That, that's diehard. Yeah, that's
2: what we in the, in the sports intro to sports media class we call those diehards. <laughs> right there, we need them. <laughs>
1: they're
0: they're needed
2: around here.
1: Exactly. What do you think about like when watching Husker football games? Like, does it bring back like a lot of memories for you?
2: Oh yeah, Maybe, obviously. I mean, it just you know see I see. You know, obviously watching the game, you know, seeing the type of athletes and what the what's on, you know, who's on the roster, mm-hmm. and, um, and just the similar you know, subtle differences of um, our gameplay to their, you know, what is being played now. I mean, we were we literally ran the ball every play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I can't I want I would I say I would go as a I would do it as a trivia or a contest to see what game we had, in, what receiver had the most receiving yards. When I was on the roster for those three years in the I would love and I'll give a. I'll sign an autograph for somebody <laughs> for that one. If you could find the receiver that had the most yards during the 95 through 97 seasons, because we barely ran the ball or threw the ball I me.
0: All right, well, so we'll get an autograph for someone 402 464 5685. If you can guess that, uh, would you say 95 through 7?
2: Yeah, 90, 1995 through nineteen ninety-seven seasons. 1997 seasons.
0: 1995, 1997. seasons yep. Who was the leading receiver for Nebraska? And uh, we'll we'll see if we can get Amon Green to sign something to hand right. out. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that so. was an interesting error because you guys, like you said, it was, um, you know, it almost reminded me of uh, we always played a team cropped in a high school team. It was very simple formations, mm-hmm. same sets but they just do it over and over and over again. And then off that same set, they'd have five different variations yeah. and they just, you just lull you to sleep and, every and time
2: you had to try to stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, i say another other stuff. I see, you know, I'm a, I'm a coach now. So I see the mistakes or I see the good things like, Oh, they could grow off that. Hopefully they understand that, that um, if they mess up, you know, the players, if they mess up that you can learn from that mistake. Um, I've seen, you know, the play gameplay of Jeff and what he's done you know mistakes here and there but they're all fixable they're all fixable mistakes and i think that goes for any athlete in any sport just to know that when you watch your back because i remember i was that athlete where i didn't want to watch my film Mm. i was like almost sickening to sit there and when the first time i started watching film was i think it was in high school and i'm like what are we doing why are we watching this this sucks (laughs) i hate watching myself play ball and it was actually good film because i was in high school i had a lot you know games where i ran for big long runs but once i got to college and didn't play a lot but then starting you know you know learn a new playbook and make mistakes in there and here and there but still it's just like i don't want to watch but once i got past that then i learned like okay i gotta watch this film because mm-hmm. then it's gonna help me get better from the mistakes so now i gotta get past that old little i don't want to see myself on tv type thing to get myself better and then obviously wanted by the time from between here and seattle and green bay it was long gone because now it's like give me more film give me all the film of me that i could see where i messed up or that i did good so i could repeat that and then, <clears throat> then continue to get better you know on the football field so
1: that's crazy
0: we do have one guess. Uh, some people are guessing Kenny Cheatham. And uh, do you actually know the number? I'm doing the math right now. I don't think it's him. Maybe.
2: I mean, Ken Cheetos. Yeah. We he he was number six. He was six six. And '95 you were third, which was funny with 120. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, wide receiver, not running back though. But yeah. yeah, that's no surprise. I had some screenplays. I had direct snaps. That counts as a pass. And I had. Uh, uh, we did that year in '95. Definitely was the shovel pass. We made the shovel pass from f- more famous than anything. You see. Now I see Pat Mahomes doing it every other week. You know, Andy Reid's definitely been watching our film from 95.
1: <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, I'm going to have to do the math
0: over the break there. And, uh, you know, again, whoever comes closest, we got a couple of guesses. Uh, Kenny being both of them. Um, uh, but, yeah, it looks like Cluster Johnson one year and then yeah. it just kind of year by year it looks like. So I'll have to do the numbers and yeah. add it up. But, uh, yeah, you're not wrong about no, no, <laughs> not, not passing the ball. Lot.
2: It was amazing. But we had the talent to do what we did. You know, we mm-hmm. had the talent to run the ball a certain amount of times to really we break the defense. The defense was really like, I remember the, my junior year, we we're playing in the orange bowl for the ta- you know, national title against uh, Tennessee and Peyton Manning and uh, coach former. And it was this defensive tackle from Tennessee trash talking me in the first half, you know, he tackles me for loss, you know, big play. He's like, man, this is how we play in the sec. This is how we do it. I'm like, good hit, good play. I said, Say something to me in the fourth quarter. Let's let's revisit this, and I'm threw the ball to the ref. Walk back to the huddle. Fourth quarter come around. He's like, (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) "Yeah, y'all good, y'all good." (laughs) I say, "Yeah, just give it some time. We take it warms up. It takes some time. A little slow to warm up. Mm -hmm. But around that third, fourth quarter time, it kicks in and." then hopefully y'all hanging on tight. That's about it. He was like, yeah, y'all good. Y'all good. (laughs)
0: Yeah, start leaning (laughs) on you in the fourth quarter. Uh, We got a little bit of time left. One more question before we go to break here. Uh, You kind of talked about that offense with Nebraska. You know, do you even think that's replicable anymore with today's game, just being able to run the ball as much as you guys did?
2: Um, It depends on the athlete. If you find the talent, you know, if you find the lineman, the size of lineman we had, and the running backs we had, the quarterbacks we had, and the development, and, 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 and then and once you get them, yeah, that was mm-hmm. my next step. Once you get them all on campus at the same time, same few years, then you coach them up, and you gotta coach them in a certain mindset. Because that mindset that Coach Osborne had put in us, you know, between their motivation, their accountability, and respect, and you know, dedication side of it, you know, that was one part of it. But then it was all the guys that were upperclassmen, you know from sophomore, junior, senior that was here before me, you know, I come in as me, Frankie London, Tony Ortiz, is the name for you guys. Um, uh, Marcus Johnson was my roommate, Aaron Wells. And, you know, those guys that were the upperclassmen, they were the ones that we were probably more intimidated by than the coaches. Because, like, if we don't act right, we don't, you know, play well if we're in the game or in practice and trying to prove ourselves then you're gonna you're gonna find out real fast that you're not you're you, you basically suck they're gonna tell you like lp uh jeff joe joe mcaviga they'll be like what are you trying to do on that bro are you trying to run the ball you need to run harder than that kid like this how we do it i'm like so just hearing that was like <clears throat> the way that would that would motivate me i'll be like i don't want to hear that again so i'm about to go ham on this and even though it's a, it's a Practice squad thing against the number one defense. I'm like, look, I'm about to go out here. Like, I'm trying to win the national title <laughs> <laughs> on every play because I don't want to hear them in my ear no more. You know, and uh, but it was a good, it was a good camaraderie because we, we, you know, we knew they were making us better. You know, because they were just teasing. You know, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We were just, they were just teasing us. But it was something like, you know, I knew they, they loved me. They knew they were my teammates. So they were just trying to make me better. And it was kind of it felt like my brothers. That's how my brothers would talk to me. Like, mm-hmm. what you doing? Like, you ain't strong as me, you know, or you're not fast as me. Like. All right, watch out. We'll keep we got to race a couple of times, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that type of mentality along with the coaches and the, it was just a nice mixture. So if you if you find an athlete and you're able to do that, that's where you can replicate it. Because then the, I said and then and the one part of it then everybody has their each other's back, coaches players, players the players. And then a big thing I was just talking, um I went to the uh weight room today and talked to the head weight room coach. I I got think of his name, Campbell. right? Campbell Campbell. Mm-hmm. And I told him I kind of said one thing to him, and it's something I, that like kind of clicked in my head. My junior year at high school at North or at Central, excuse me, and we had a patch. You remember? The, I don't know if y'all remember y'all, y'all, y'all young. What I'm, patch? I'm old. <clears throat> remember the No Fear moniker? It was like a brand. It was like a skater's brand. Yeah, but I, I liked it, you know. <laughs> and I had bought, I had found the sticker at the. I went to the Crossroads Mall, went found the sticker at a at a Hot Topic. It said no fear in like a, graf- like a crazy graffiti, and, mm-hmm. I, and it was purple, and central colors were purple and, and, and silver. So I slapped it on the back of my home, and I'm like, that's it, no fear. I said, you cannot have fear, especially playing football. You know, if you have the right band of hooligans around you <laughs> playing this sport because it's a physical sport, you know, by nature, mm-hmm. and then you got the right coaching staff that can then motivate you and then have schemes offensive, defensively, to put you all in the right positions to win, then it's a problem. And that's what we had in 95 to 97. Absolutely. We had, we had the speed. We had the talent. We had digression. We had the physicality. Because I'm like, people forget a scheme. You know, you talk about, all, you know, NFL, is it's a passing league now, which it is. Um, college football, we're the same thing, you know, passing the ball around. But you like passing, and that's a scheme. You know, screen plays to the running back or whoever. But you know what? Just literally punching somebody in the chest as hard as you can, that's a scheme. Why you come off the ball the first play and just send a message? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and like you said, when you get to the fourth quarter, that
2: message They're, is exaggerated. Right, it starts I, to really hurt. They have repeatedly bludgeon me with a a blunt object, and I don't feel good come fourth quarter. You're yeah. dog tired. So yeah. Absolutely.
0: We got through it to break here. We got one more segment on Speed and Power with Mon Green, host Megan Walker, as always. We'll throw it to break here and catch you guys on the other side.